Look into your bulletins. There's some notes you can follow along with us here today. And I just, as you're getting all that out, listen, this Wednesday is Christmas Eve. How many guys love Christmas time? Amen. Now, let's be honest. How many guys like receiving presents? Just raise your hand. No, don't, don't lie to me, you know. <laughs> well, anyway, Wednesday night here at Cornerstone Church, we do our annual, it's been going on for about 30 years now, um, uh, Christmas Eve service. It's a very, it's candlelight. It's very traditional. And I want to encourage you to come to it. It's an hour long. And I know a lot of times you have family things, so I know sometimes you just can't get away. Um, but uh, but I want to encourage you to do that. But not only that, I want to encourage you to invite somebody. This time of the year is one of the great, easiest times to get people to come to church. And, uh, and so I want to encourage you to come, invite someone to candlelight service. And Sean, why the candlelight service? Because it, it is an evangelistic event for us that we see people come to the Lord on Christmas Eve. And so I want to challenge you to invite your friends, your family, especially those who don't know the Lord, to come and to, to hang out with us and just watch God just move in their lives. Amen? And so and encouraging count anybody. Anybody doesn't have a place to go, let them come here. It's going to be fun. So the first one's at 5 o'clock. The next one's at 6.30. So I encourage encourage you to come. If you're going to come to the five o'clock, get here early. Amen. Amen. God's good, isn't he? Well, we're talking about bringing home some things. We've been talking about bringing home hope. We started before Thanksgiving, bringing home hope, bringing home love, bringing home joy. And now we're going to talk about bringing home peace. And you know what? The the older I get, I, I want to have peace in my life. And you know, the, the Webster definition of peace is to, um, to get away, basically get away from distractions, where there's no distractions. I'm finding myself, as I get older, I love my back porch. Especially early in the morning when the kids are asleep, everybody's asleep, and I can just go get a cup of coffee and go sit on my porch. And I'm going to be honest with you, I get really mad when someone wakes up and comes out with me. Especially kids who want me to push them on the swing. Lisa wants me to push her on the swing too, but that's a different story. But I love peace. I want that type of peace. How many guys like to have that type of peace? I mean, my, my idea, to be honest with you, my idea of peace is on the beach in Hawaii, amen, with no one around, just me. And I, I just love, I love just having time by myself and it seems like the older I get, I, I want it more. How many guys who are older than I am? You don't have to raise your hand because I already know. But how many guys like that? You like that kind of peace? You like, yeah, yeah, amen, amen. But you know, uh, this world is searching for peace quite a bit. But God has actually a different definition of peace. And we're going to talk about that here in a minute. But my goal today is that we would know what real peace is. And really start operating in it. Because to be honest with you, it's already inside of you. Now turn to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, this is really the, one of the Christmas stories. is about Jesus coming, the angel coming. And it says, and behold, in verse 9, Luke chapter 2, verse 9. It says, and behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavens, heavenly hosts praising God and saying, look what they said here, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward 
men. You know, one of the names of God is Jehovah Shalom. And that means that I am the God of peace. And I love what Jesus said. He talked about peace too when he was, when he was older. He says in John chapter 14, verse 27, look what he says here. He says, peace I leave with you. Now he's talking about the Holy Spirit. Jesus was going to die, going to go, go to heaven, sit at the right hand of Father God. But he's sending the Holy Spirit, his very spirit to live within man. So peace is with the Holy Spirit. So if you're born again in here, that means you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You have the peace of God actually inside of you. Okay, And so he says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. So what the world idea of peace is a little bit different and maybe a whole lot more different than what God's idea of peace. Because he's not talking about peace between nations. You know, when we talk about peace, we're thinking, you know, no more war. But he's not really talking about that. Not that God is for war or anything, he's not. But what he's talking about here, he's talking about a peace that's really deeper than that. He's not talking about a peace that comes and goes because of your circumstances changes. Just like mine going into my backyard, I'm sitting on my porch with my coffee because within an instant, my peace can change. Right then with my kids running down and running out screaming and yelling. But he's talking about something different. He goes on, he says, the peace I give to you. He says, let not your heart be troubled. So something down inside of you and I. Neither let it be, be afraid. So it's something that has to do within your heart. Peace is something that everybody wants. But it's so hard to find peace in this world. That's why God reminds us that he's Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. The word shalom is the Hebrew word for peace. And this, it, it encompasses a lot of things. It encompasses prosperity. So peace in the way God sees peace is prosperity. It can encompass fulfillment. means you're fulfilled in your life. It can encompass unity. Your relationships are right. The restored relationship it encompasses completeness, safety, health, and wholeness. And it means that it's something greater. It means that it's nothing missing and nothing broken. That's what peace means. So in order, if, if you have the God kind of peace, and what you do, but if you operate, that's a different story though, because we have it, but we don't always operate or walk in it or accomplish it in our life or have it in our life. But if you do, that means there's nothing missing, nothing broken. Now, I'm not talking about on the outside. I'm talking about here on the inside. Because you can have peace where there's nothing missing, nothing broken inside of here where you are at at well with your soul it is well everything's okay even though everything's not okay out here everything's crazy but inside of here you're at peace there's something that's in here that gives you strength there's something in here that's greater than what's on the outside in here outside out here and the thing about it is most of us live out here We live from the outside in. But God has called us to live from the inside out. In fact, what really changes your life is living from the inside out. See, I believe that's what's in you produces what's around you. So if you allow inside of here to work and live in peace inside of here and let that dwell up inside of you, listen, I believe outside of here will become peaceful. But what happens is we're not, we're not being led by what's in here. We're being led by what's out here. And then what, what, what's in, out here comes inside of here. And how many guys know that's never good? 
Because this is crazy all out here. How many agree? This world is crazy. In fact, you make it even crazier sometimes. Amen? And then what happens is, if you're being led from out here, it will come inside of here. And God wants us to live in the peace that he's planted inside of here. You know, the word shalom is found 170 times in the, in the word. And I think God wants us to know that he is the God of peace and that is inside of us. And Jesus was born to bring peace on this earth. But the problem is, we allow things to rob us of that peace. So if a believer was actually operating in peace, in the peace of God, that peace rules them. That peace leads them. That peace inside of here changes everything out here. Because it's being led by the Word of God. How are you supposed to be led by God? By His Holy Spirit, but by peace. People ask me, Sean, what if, how do I know if it's the Word, if it's God's will? I said, well, it's in the Word. Yeah. Then I said, when you step into it, that how does it feel? Because if there's a warring on the inside of here, it's wrong. But if there's peace, you can be led by that. My first job out of Bible college was to a place called Iron, in Ironwood, Michigan. How many of you guys know where Ironwood, Michigan is? Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like Mars. It's, man, it's just... No, it's actually this, one of the ski capitals of the Midwest. There's a lot of ski, big ski places there. And, and, uh, and pretty much snows all summer long. No, not really, but close to it. But anyway, I was... I went up there to, to do a church, and, but soon as I, and everyone around me, my mom and dad, my mom and dad are here, my, 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 my wife, was, which was my fiance, then was saying, no, you shouldn't go. Well, I knew better than them. And so I went ahead and did it anyway. But as soon as I went from, out from the border of Wisconsin over to um, Ironwood, Michigan, this up in the UP, something happened to me. I felt something just, just go on in the inside of me. This is wrong. It was like, it just, just wasn't right. I ended up quitting that job in the first two weeks. It was so wrong for me to live there. And I stayed, had to stay there for a few more months. But I quit, but it was just so wrong. It just wasn't the will of God. Because I was being led by what's out here. Sean, you need to go get a job. You need to be a youth pastor. You need to go do this. And I wasn't led by what was in here. If I was led what was in here and being honest with myself, I would have been led by peace. And see, it's so hard to be led by peace in this world because this world is so crazy. You cannot find peace in this world. The only place you can find peace is in Christ who is inside of you. But the problem is, is that we as a people don't operate as believers in that peace when we should do because things rob us of that peace. So what robs us of peace? Well, the first thing that robs us of peace is stress. How many have ever been stressed out before? And let me ask you this. How many of you have, you have used the word stress this week? My hands are up. See, stress robs so many people today. And I think we're, a lot of times we're our own worst enemy. Much of the stress that we have going on is because of ourselves. We are so busy. We're so stretched. We are pulled from so many directions. And God has never intended us to live a stress-free life. But what stress does, it takes away the peace of God. Mother Teresa, she, had a, she said something a while back before she died. And she said this, Everybody today seems to be in such a terrible rush. 
anxious for greater developments and greater wishes and so on. So that the children have very little time for their parents and parents have very little time for each other. And at home, the disruption of peace begins. See, there's something great that God wants us to live in as a church, as a people, and to live in his peace. There's a verse that I've read many times. And uh, many times over and over, but just a couple months, it just grabbed me a little differently. How many's ever had a verse just grab you, and you went, oh, that, that, that's, that, that's cool. And you've read it before, but it's, it's just cool. And it's Philippians chapter 4. You can turn there. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. Look what it says here. It says, don't worry about anything. How many of you guys have worried this week, you know? But it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank Him for what all He's done. Then you will experience God's peace. He's telling us how to experience God's peace. God's peace. Don't worry. Pray. Tell God about everything. Thank Him for all He's done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live, I love that, in Christ Jesus. It's very important. In order for us really to live in Christ, we have to live in his peace. And the only way we can live in peace is that we, have to, we can't be stressed out all the time. We can't be worried all the time. We can't be going here and there. We've got to just really stop and pray. You know, some stress is out of our control and, but God cares about them all. You know, Jesus and the disciples, they, the disciples had stress out of their control. You remember when they got in the boat, Jesus went to sleep and the storm came? That storm was out of their control. But how they respond to the st- their storm is in their control. And see, when we have peace, it's like Jesus did. The disciples went and woke him up, and he gets up. He's not worried, he's not afraid, and he says, peace, shalom. Be still. And the storm and the waves stop. See, we need that in our life. If your life is stressed out right now, stop trying to fix it and put, God, put it in God's hand. John Lennon had a song, Give Peace a Chance. Now, I know he wasn't talking about Jesus, but it's a great concept. Give peace a chance. Some of us just need to give peace a chance. You just need to stop. You need to stop thinking. You need to stop worrying. You need to stop doing. You need to stop planning. And you need to start praying. You just need to stop what you're doing and get on your knees. And just pray. And give it to God. And just rest in who He is. And not allow the stress of this world to get you. Because it doesn't do you any good to worry. In fact, if you worry, you get out of the plan of God. And this is what happens to us. When we start worrying and we get stressed out, we just provide more stress to it, don't we? Because we take control. Because we think we need to do better. We think we need to get better. We need, think we need to change some things. And so we do it in our own strength. And we don't rest in who God is inside of us. And allow Him to lead us. You know, the thing I've learned to do is when I start to get stressed... I stop everything. And I pray. Because I know if I continue, I'm going to mess it up even more. And I'm going to become more stressful. 
Stress takes out the peace. It robs you of the peace. That's why many believers don't operate in a, all the time in peace. You are meant to operate all the time where you can sing. You sang that song today as well with my soul. But did you really mean it? Did other thoughts as you're thinking, well, it is well right now, but when I have to deal with this here in a few hours. Or my finances really stink. It's not really well there, but I'm trying You know, you can strain all you want. It doesn't really work. But you can come into a place where it becomes easy because it becomes well with you no matter what's going on. And see, that's my prayer for you. See, that that verse in Philippians, Philippians 4, don't worry, don't be anxious about anything. Instead, pray about everything. That's my theme verse for 2015. I'm, I'm making that one of my theme verses. This is one I'm going to be sucking on all, every single day because I want to live in the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, all I can think. And when everything may go on around, and listen, in 2015, you're going to have some great times. I'm praying more greater times than bad times, but you will have some hard times. Let it be well with your soul. Amen? Let it be well. Well, just stop and pray. When's the last time you fell on your knees and just prayed and gave everything to God? Now, some of you may, may be like me. You don't like to get on your knees because it's hard to get up. But when's the last time you just stopped everything and just prayed and gave it to him? Do that. The second thing that robs you of your peace is a lack of focus. Robs us of peace. We try to do too much. Romans 16, 19 says this. He says, for your obedience has become known to all. Man, let that be your prayer. That's your obedience to God. Therefore, I am glad on your behalf, but I want you to be wise in what is good and simple concerning evil. We need to be wise in what is good. We need to stop going from here to there and being so busy all the time and being lack of focus. You know, Solomon, King Solomon, he had everything in this world that this world had to offer, but he was left empty. And in Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 10, he says, I denied myself nothing my eyes desired. I refused my heart no pleasure. My heart took delight in all my work, and this was the reward for all of my labor. Yet, when I surveyed all that my hands had done and what I had toiled to achieve, everything was meaningless. A chasing after the wind. Nothing was gained under the sun. He said everything was meaningless. And look at the focus on him. In this, in this verse, it was all about me, myself, and I. All he focused on was him. It wasn't on God. And the thing about it is, here in America, we think we have to be busy. That is a lie. And we think we have to do better. We want to keep up with the Joneses. Your last name is Joneses. I'm not talking about you. But we want to keep up with them. We got to have this and we got to do better. And we compare ourselves with everybody else around here. And so we look at them. They're doing that. Well, I'm going to do that. Their kids doing that. Well, I'm going to do that. I'm going to make my kids. And you know what we're training our kids to do? To be stressful. You're training them to be like you right now. And that's not good. Come on. Just... just. Be happy about that. 
We're training them to be like us, where we're always clawing. We always have to do better. Listen, give it a break. Stop. Pray and get out of it and get focused from the Lord. Find out, God, what is the best for me? What do I need to be focused on? And then you're going to start valuing this this statement, less is more. Do a few things well. Don't do it all. This is something I've had to apply to my life as I've had more and more opportunities to do more and different things. I had to pray and say, God, what's, what's important? What's important to you in my life? Not what everybody else is telling me I have to do. Or what this world says I have to be like. Or what I think it has to be. And it came down to these things. I'm a child of God. That's important. I'm a child of God. My relationship with God is very important. That's where most of my time, my energies should be towards. The second thing, I'm a husband to Lisa. I need to be a husband to her. The third thing is I'm a dad. I need to be a father to my kids. Four things, I'm a pastor. I'm going to do what God's called me to do. The fifth thing, I'm a leader. I lead people. And that's what God just brought me into. That's my focus. I'm not going to try to be anything else. That's who I am. And if I, and if I do those excellent, that's enough to be excellent in those things. To be pleasing to Him and nothing else. I don't have to be compared to anybody else. I don't have to be compared to what is successful out there in this world. You need to be compared what is successful in God's eyes to you. And get focused. Because if you don't, you're going to always thinking you're needy. And as a believer, you have nothing that you need. As a believer, He, God, supplies all of your need. According to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. He supplies it all. You don't need anything. You don't have to you know, struggle to go do this and do this. Just trust him. And live in his peace. Otherwise, that not being focused is going to rob you. Because you're going to compare yourself to the person down the street. You're going to compare yourself to the American way of life. What you think it may be. And you'll always find, just like Solomon, even though he had everything, lacking. This is meaningless. It is all meaningless. Everything that I've toiled to achieve. Look at your life. Everything that you're toiling, that you're working towards. Is it really working do you have the peace of God? In it? If you have the peace of God in it, you're told that's, that's correct. You're working right. But really, is there peace? Why do you do what you do? Why is that? Give focus on what is good. Seek his kingdom, and then all these things will be added unto you. Let him order your life. The last thing, what takes away our peace is fear. You might say, Sean, how does fear take away peace? See, when we are afraid, we allow fear to consume us, and it keeps us from taking the steps of faith that God wants us to take. 
In fact, really be honest with you, just think about it this way, because it's really a cycle that we're on. Fear probably should have been number one. Because it's fear is why we do what we do a lot of times. It's fear like, I'm not going to have enough. Or, I'm not good enough. Or, I'm not going to be like them. I'm going to miss out. Fear is what a lot of times leads us. Instead of faith and trust. I'll be talking about faith next week. Fear leads us so much and it robs us of our peace because fear takes us into things that we, tr- we strive to do it by ourselves. And we never trust God and allow His supernatural to help us. Fear stops us from giving of our time and our resources. Fear stops us from moving into a greater relationship with the Lord. Fear stops us from giving up things that we need to give up Because whether it's sin or whether it's just okay things, but they're not God things, we won't give them up because we think we're going to miss out. And that is not the way to live. Listen, if you're living like everybody else, you're going to have it like everybody else. Lack of faith, lack of peace, and fear. But if you want to live like God, live peaceful. There's a guy by the name of Gideon in, in Israel at this time, of Gideon, Judges chapter 6, Israel had disobeyed God, and God allowed the Midianites to come and defeat them for seven years. And they, they took everything, they destroyed actually everything, all their flocks, their sheep, their goats, everything, the animals, everything that Israelites had, they destroyed. And they hid from the enemy. They ran up into the mountains and hid in caves. They were fearful, just totally scared. One day Gideon was threshing wheat and beating wheat by the wine press, and he was doing that because he was hiding it from the Midianites. He didn't want to know that he had it. And an angel of the Lord, he appears to, to Gideon. And he says, Gideon, he says, Lord is with you, my brave and mighty warrior. Now, that's kind of funny to me because he wasn't brave. He was, he was scared and he wasn't a warrior. And, uh, and so I think God's kind of humorous there. He's telling him that he, what he is. But what God does, and I'm glad he does that, he doesn't look at where Gideon is right now. He looks where he's going to be. Amen? Aren't you glad that God doesn't see you where you're at right now? He has faith in you, and he, 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 he has faith that you're going to be who he's called you to be. And so that's what he was doing to, to Gideon, looking at his potential. And so here in Judges chapter 6, verse 14 through 16, it says here, The Lord turned to Gideon and said, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? But Lord, Gideon asked, How can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh. And I am the least in my family. The Lord answered, I will be with you. And you will strike down all the Midianites together. I love that part because God says, not only I'm sending you, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to partner with you to help destroy the Midianites. And see, listen, God wants to partner with you. And when you realize as a believer, God wants to partner with you and to do the things he's called you to do, 
You don't have to fear anything. You have nothing to fear because God's going to do that. And then in verse 22, he goes on. He says, all sovereign Lord, I've seen the angel of the Lord face to face. But the Lord said to him, peace, do not be afraid. You're not going to die. So Gideon built an altar to the Lord and he called it the Lord is peace. He is finding out that God is his peace, not what they can do, not anything else around him. But God is his peace. And then he goes on and Gideon, he tells Gideon to go and take his army. But he takes his army down from 32,000. Now the Midianites had 180,000 men ready to attack Israel. And so Gideon was told by God, get rid of, of, of those men and only keep 300 men. And God instructed Gideon to take pitchers and lamps and told them, uh, and trumpets for every man. And when Gideon gave the signal, they blew the trumpet, lit the lamps and the torches. And they sh- shouted the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. I love that God partners with us here. See, you have nothing to be afraid. And when they shouted that, the army of the Midnites turned against each other. They were confused, thinking that they were all surrounded and the reason they were confused, because in an army, in the, in the army, they only had a few torches. And when they saw that many torches, they thought it was a huge army. And it confused them, and they thought they were all around. And God destroyed them by using their own army to destroy themselves. You notice, when you operate in God's peace, we can overcome anything. And we can experience victory because it confuses the enemy. We have an enemy. He's come to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to rob you of your joy, rob you of the love of God, rob you of the hope of God, and rob you of his peace. And I love what it says back in Romans 16 at, in verse 20. It says, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. I love that. He wants to crush the enemy. And see, this is what happens is when we stop operating in peace and not fear and we drop everything, guess what? We're going to be led by that peace. Not led by everything out here. We're going to be led by And what comes in here will produce something great all around you. You're not going to produce fear anymore. You're not going to produce stress anymore. You're going to produce peace where nothing is missing, nothing is broken. Now you got to understand this. This peace is greater than that, ah, everything's okay. This peace has power. It's action. This peace produces good things where nothing is missing, nothing is broken. Because I'm not talking about a feeling. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit the power of God inside of you. And it gives you that peace. And I want to challenge you this year just to get rid of the fear. Get rid of the stress. Stop being unfocused. And stop what you're doing and just pray. Seek the Lord. Let Him bring focus back into you and find the peace of God that surpasses all understanding and allow that peace to go after you. Go after the things of God. And to defeat those mountains. Defeat the enemy. Can you imagine Gideon? 300 men against 180,000 men. I'm, they couldn't be fearful. They knew their God. 
And no matter what you're going through right now, no matter what's happening in your life, allow the peace of God to rule. Listen, even if everything is going well right now, stop, pray. If you want that to can really continue, be led by the peace of God. Not by need, not by wants or desires, not by fear, not by comparison, but what's in here. Say, okay, God, what's next? Some of you have been crippled by that fear. You're afraid to go to the next level of God. Some of you are crippled to give of your life because you're afraid of not having anything. Some of you are afraid to stop doing the things you're doing because you have, have gained so much control over your life away from the Lord. You're afraid that if I stop, nothing will happen. Listen, you may think if I don't do this or that, I'm going to miss out. My kids are going to miss out. Listen, the best thing you can do, the best thing you can do is stop and to give it to the Lord. Bring everything to Him by prayer. Amen? So let's bow our heads. Let's do that. Let's give everything to Him right now. And let's allow His peace to lead us Allow his peace. Some of you have been struggling so much. It's like a war going on with you. You're up one day, you're down another. Some of you have been striving so much to have the family you want, pay the bills, to do this this thing called life. But You're looking, if you look over it, is it meaningless? Is it really accomplishing what God wants for your life? I'm, I'm calling you to something greater here. I'm calling you to something better. To live a life that's full of the peace of God. Where when everything is struggling all around you, you're at peace. And that is really the only way you can get out of your situation is to be led by his peace. Be led by that. Now you can struggle and fight and you may gain some ground, but it's fleeting because you come back around to the same place again. Let's stop it. Let's let 2015 be a year that we choose to give up our life and let God rule. We let him rule in the peace of God. So I stop everything. I stop worrying. I stop complaining. I stop thinking. And I say, God, here I am. Order my life. Get my life in focus. I rebuke fear and I step out in faith to what you want me to do. No more stress, God. Show me what I need to do. Show me what that is good. Show me those steps so I can continue. So right now where you're at, just start giving it to the Lord. Start giving everything to Him. I believe you're going to feel peace. No problem with that. But I believe you're going to live in the peace of God. Because you choose not to live like everybody else in the struggles of this life. You choose to say, God, here I am. Here's my life. Here's all my doings, all my goings, all the things that I live for. Order them now 
in Jesus' name. Give me focus. I rebuke fear. I step out in faith because I know, God, you rule and you reign and you are always good. No more stress in my life, Lord, because I give it to you. It is well with my soul. It is well now. It is well tomorrow. It will be well next year in Jesus' name. And I'll live in your joy, in your love, your hope, and your peace, Lord, in Jesus' name. And I'll be a man and woman of faith because of it. And I'll please you in all that I do. Father, that's our prayer right now, that we please you in all that we do, in Jesus' name. No one looking around, please. Everyone's eyes closed. If you're here today, you're sitting there right now, and you know your just life is, a, is just turmoil. It's like a war going on in the side of you, but you know you're missing something. And what you're missing is Jesus. You've never given Him control of your life. You never made Him the boss of your life. You never said, God, I believe in you, and I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. If you've never done that, I want to give you an opportunity today to just give your life to Him so that peace that we talked about can rule in your life. So that love that God has for you, He can pour out His love on you. He can pull out His joy and give you hope for your future. So if you're in here today, I want to pray with you. And this is what I want to do. I want you just to recognize that, yes, I need Jesus and I want to give him my life. But I want you to do that by raising your hand right where you're at. And you can put your hand down. Is there anybody in here who says, that's me, Pastor Sean. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give it completely to him. You can put your hands down. Anybody else? Okay, you can put your hands down. Father, I just thank you for that. Anybody else that says, Pastor Sean, that's me. I want to give my life completely to him today. Thank you, Lord. So I want you, everyone who raised their hand, and in fact, everyone in this, this building today, to repeat this prayer after me. And those who raised your hand, mean it with all your heart. God's going to come into you and give you a new life. He's going to give his peace and his love, his joy. You're going to have, the access, have access to all who God is you're going to have access to. And this is just the beginning, but something great. So you, when you say these words that we're going to pray here, Mean him with all your heart. God's going to meet you right where you're at. Amen. So everybody pray these words after me. Father God, I give you my life. I lay it down. I lose control. And I give you everything. You are my God. I believe that you died on the cross for me. That you took my sin upon yourself. You were punished for my sin. And I thank you for that. I thank you for forgiving me. And I believe that you died for me. So this day forward, you will forever be my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give the Lord praise right now. Amen.